Let's um, go. We are now live on the I Feel Weird podcast. Today we have a very special guest and a very, I don't know if it's, I don't really even say it's controversial topic. It's, it, like you said, like, you know, before we started, it's like, uh, it's it's a topic that's on all our minds, right? Everybody thinks about it. It's, it's you know, so it's uh, like you, um, which is sex, right? <laughs> this is what we're talking about today, guys. We're opening up with sex. <laughs> um and is it is it it's doctor right doctor yeah yes it's dr luz maria luz maria my mom's name is maria de la luz that's my mother's <laughs> name maria de la luz <laughs> so they flipped it on you yes they did that's awesome yes, and, and you're were you born you said you were you were from san diego were... i was born here in san diego oh, nice. and i lived as a little girl in tijuana and then I came back to United States, still as a little girl. So my, I would say the majority of my academic training has definitely been here in the U.S. So you, you were, I, I still remember the the old TJ days when you used to cross and you just say U.S. citizen, and they're like, "All right, cool, go ahead." <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. I remember that totally, totally. And there was actually when I used to cross the border, it was only freeway five. <laughs> oh, it was only yeah, right there in uh, San Isidro. Yeah, only San Isidro. Then, of course, we got 805, and now we got the Otay Crossing. So it's it's all of that now. Yep. Yeah, I remember. It, I mean, it was way easier you know, people to cr go back and forth. Um, even back in like the maybe like the I think my my one of my professors at San Diego State, he said that his mom. So it had to be in like, I don't know, the 50s or something. They used to come and they used to do the pisca. And they yeah. used to go all up and down the state. Like they go, oh, actually not up and down, but they'd go all the way up, you know? So they kind of be here for like a few months and they would do like, you know, they'd start and go to like, um, you know, I'm trying to think like, like Bakersfield and Fresno and kind of work their way up. up and yeah. then they would go and turn themselves in to the border patrol because back then they would take you to your hometown. They started then just dropping you off in TJ, but before they were like, oh, you're from Zacatecas and we're going to take you all the way back to Zacatecas, <laughs> you know, so that what they would do yeah. is they would pack all their money and just strap it on and then just be like, hey, take me home <laughs> and go back with money. I was like, oh, man, that's yeah. pretty genius, you know, free ride yeah. home. So life was so, so different. Yeah, it was even for myself, it, like after 9-11, everything pretty much got really tight. And, yeah. So. Yeah, I so remember totally that. Border Patrol and crazy, all the money they got, they got in. And so what, I mean, I guess, I, I don't know if we fast forward or do, or if we, or if we kind of, or if we just take it a little slow there on like, you know, was there something within that, that, you know, was what, like where mental health was a part of, of, of your life in that, or did you not realize it? Or were you that kid no. that was the mediator? Cause sometimes the kids is the, Hey, my parents were fighting and I was the, you know, I was the yeah, mediator. Yeah, you were the mediator. No, you know, it wasn't. That part of mental health was not during that time. And um, and yes, I was actually a mediator in many ways growing up, but it wasn't. I actually wanted to become a medical doctor or an actress. Oh, <laughs> same as me. Same as me. <laughs> yeah, and then I, I figured out I wasn't that good at math. I was like, ooh. Yeah, like, no, my my dad said, absolutely not. You're not going to become a medical doctor. There's no money for you. And um, you're going to, anyway, you're going to end up getting married. No vas a estudiar. So, like, forget it. So, like, yeah. no. So, I was discouraged in the whole conversation. And I love the whole thing on acting. The thing about it, I was a terrible singer. 
so I said, and everything back then, everything was a musical. So I said, I'm <laughs> never going to get anywhere. And somewhere in there in the process, you know, I got to San Diego State and I was taking a class. I took psychology. I really liked it. Yeah. But then I took the second class. I took the uh, the physiology, the how the brain and the body yeah. and the nervous system. And I fell in love. Kind really? of feel like I was doing medical. Yeah. And then I was teaching that eventually I became a teacher at Southwestern and Grossman College. And oh, I was nice. teaching. Yeah. And I was teaching there how the, you know, the physiology and the statistics in the psychology classes so yeah yeah it, i mean it's interesting how you start breaking it down like i've been going through like uh like the behavior classes right and looking at like classical conditioning and like you know heuristics of like what's going on around you and how you're influenced by it right and then you kind of like sit yeah. there and think like man am i making any decisions on my own like you know what i mean <laughs> like <laughs> it's just, just all like you know it's the hardwiring and stuff you know it's like yeah. How much of it am I really conscious of? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's amazing. I think just this story just kind of popped in my head. And um, I was married back then and, and talk about classical conditioning. Yeah. You know, one of the... One he was a dog. Things. Was it? I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> it was a salivating dog. Uh, <laughs> no, but... It, it, but um, he was not a dog. But he was <laughs> Sorry. <a> dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think if people that know psychology yeah. know why they know why the joke, yeah, they, they know yeah, the joke yeah, of okay. the salivating dog. But it was really interesting because I I wanted to try how this classical conditioning if it works. So and I and I would say to him I would I paired uh, a word with with um like I would say give me a kiss and I, I paired it actually with I like your blue shirt. So I would say, hey, you know, give me a kiss. And I like that blue shirt. And then, then he would give me the kiss. And then I would say, oh, I like the blue shirt. And, you know, and I would ask him for give me a kiss. I was pairing those two things. Okay. Eventually, so you would go back would and forth? Is, yes, together. One okay. went together. So eventually all I would say, I like the blue shirt. And I would just automatically get a blue, you know, get a kiss without even asking for the kiss. Oh, anymore. wow. So, and then one day, que le digo, oh, I'm, I'm my ex that I did that. Oh, my God. I, no. Is it a whole thing? And oh, my God. He said, you oh, manipulated me. me. You manipulate me and everything. And, and oh, my God. So that was like really, really. I think, that, that, I think that's interesting when people go down that route. It's like, is it really? Like, I mean, it wasn't, you know, I don't know. It wasn't it, a know, bad thing, I guess. <laughs> it wasn't know? really a bad thing. It was just me trying to figure out, you know, you're a student and you're trying to find yeah. out, does it work? Can you really create this? So, I, I say, luego le digo, and oh my God, that did not Well, I, well. I get a lot of conversations of people that like talk about, you know, your, your, your love languages, right? Or your attachment styles and mostly the love languages. And people think that like, oh, well, if I tell you that, then then you're just going to do that. And then like, you need to figure it out. Like what I like and what it's like, it doesn't work that way. It's not, it's, it's not like a, you know, like, Oh, you manipulated me to fall in love with you. It's like, it's, you still have, you know what I mean? It's more of like, Hey, this is the way I respond to things. Right. Like yeah, how you can communicate, yeah. you know, but a lot of people think it's like a trick. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not, not a trick. And, and I know one of the things like, uh, like love languages are so connected to the way we connect with our parents. You yeah, know, it's just it's, it's, it's all there. It's in the language of our parents. Yeah, it's all in their language with our parents. Yeah, all the att attachment stuff on like how you know how you grew up and 
it's sad because then a lot of people think like, oh, like they want to go back and you, you know, you can't, you want to like, yeah. oh, why didn't my mom do this? Or why didn't, you know? Yeah. I can't even share with you like one of the attachment things I have. Um, if any people that know me would say, oh my God, that is so true. I have a hard time letting go of clothes and I love clothes. Of clothes. <laughs> like, and right now I'm doing like this hardcore major spring cleaning where I just like become a minimalist. I try yeah. everything works except my clothes. And the reason my clothes don't work is because growing up when I really wanted clothes, like I really, and we ha I went to school and I would wear the uniform Yeah. and we had one day. Cause you're in the hood, in the hood, you got to wear I uniform. Yeah. I had to wear a uniform too. <laughs> Cause then you can't wear the wrong color. You're just wearing the uniform. There's a uniform. And then yeah. they told there was a day that you could have free dress that you can wear anything that you wanted. So I really didn't have anything nice to wear. So our parents would buy us clothes at the Salvation Army. So I know a lot of, so we would go there Yeah. and, and my, and I would go there and my dad said, okay, you have $5 to spend or, you know, whatever amount. And there were six of us. So I would go there and I'd find a shirt and I said, mom, mom, I like this one. And my dad, how much is it? It's $3. No, 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 no. You can get so many shirts with those $3. Go put it back. And I remember I would cry and cry like, oh. So, you know, what happened is like, um, so now for me to let go of my clothes is that attachment is little kids that we have. So, yeah. Yeah. To the clothes. I'm attached to clothes. I'm, I think I'm very practical. So with me with clothes, I'm just like, ah, I'm going to need it. You know, like certain, certain <laughs> things. I am going to need it you know, like certain jackets or something like that, or this one's a light jacket and this one's a little heavier, you know, like you need it for certain things. That's when I don't let go. I definitely have a ton of t-shirts that, you know, are, are there that are kind of useless and yeah. never use. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta let them yeah. go. But it's like uh, all of us as psychologists, like you mentioned, mental health, todos traemos our own thing. Yeah, and everybody does, right? Everybody's yeah. got everybody's got something. I think uh there's a lot there's a lot of psychologists also that they say like a lot of codependency, right? And like you have to be careful mm -hmm. to not to have that countertransference that you know, you're going into it to be like I'm trying to save you. I mean, I have some of my mentors that are like just know that you know, as I go into the field to know that you're you're going to probably be able to help like 10% of the people, you know, which is sad, but he's like cuz people have to take action have to take their yeah, own action do. you know a lot of people want like the quick solution or they go to therapy just because something happened right like oh i broke up yeah. with my girlfriend now i need to go right but then once yeah. they kind of feel better they're like i'm good now like i'll, I'll yeah. stop going to therapy yep you know that's very true and so i'm that's sure so you, you experience it a lot and i'm sure especially if you're doing a lot of the you know the sexual kind of counseling that people come to you when they have this issue of uh intimacy right or or, or what do you what do you usually see? Kind of what is your experience with that? You know the the um, what I'm seeing a lot of what's showing up for me is like uh, I have a lot of women between the ages of 35 and 50, and what's showing up for them is like they lose their desire to be intimate with their partner. So mm. I'm seeing a lot of that, and it's like they get so caught up in tasks, they get so caught up with life and the kids and everything to where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm tired. All I can think of, I look at the bed and it's like, it's for sleeping. So that's the part that I see a lot of. Yeah. And then and I also have another group that is kind of bubbling 
And I see them right now because they're trying to like create polyamorous relationships. Like, yeah, yeah. So some of them, and that sounds so good, you know, like I could, I can open up and I can just, she doesn't have to be jealous and I can have all these, all these women or my gumas. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think that that's attached a little bit to like dating apps? Because it's just this like this huge pool of people that you think you have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, I do. I do believe there's something there. And in the way I see it again, remember, I share with you, I love everything has to do with the brain. So yeah. It's it, there is this rush. There's this dopamine rush. Like you take one and you swipe, and if the person responds, you get this like, like the body is meant to be lazy, like conserve energy. And yeah. when you when you swipe and you get a yes, it's like wow, somebody wants me. I gotta like you know. So it really gets you like going, and then it's like this having this chocolate of like you got three women or three women or three men that you're gonna go on on a date. And uh, you have a good time with the first one. It seemed to go okay, but then you're waiting on the other one. So then you go into the next one and then go to the next one, you know. So it's just like tasting chocolates of all kinds. And and then it's how do I just put it all together? So it, it is actually creating a, a, a concern in our society. Our relationships are now like quicks, you know, rapiditos, you know, like really yeah, short term. Like, to me, it's it seems that like people go into things instead of looking for something, you know, it's like they're looking for red flags, but they're not paying attention to green flags, right? They're not like, they're not saying, well, yeah, they see this. They're, they're trying to more find a way out instead of finding a way in, right? To say, you know, hey, I should, you know, they, you know, he did this, but me, I just met him. Maybe, I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? We, we grow up yeah. differently. You know, we, we grow up like um you know some people are very you know the way they grew up you know maybe the way they say hi right they maybe they you know they yeah they didn't grow up with that much affection and then there's families that grow up and every time they see each other they hug each other they kiss each other and and whatnot and then you'd be like ah oh, no don't please and and it's not anything nothing against you right it's just the way that they grew up and right off the yep. bat they'd be like oh i don't like that he's not intimate and he's not you know what i mean then yeah he didn't give me this as soon as i wanted and you know yeah, it's it's you make a decision right away, and you know I think a lot of the times you just need to have a couple of days because you need because the person needs to relax too. Yeah, you can imagine, you know, I it's like men they have to they deal with a lot of the rejection. Yeah, and especially mostly men are the ones men. that are reaching out. <laughs> you yeah. know, and then yeah, so it's not saying that women don't, but men deal with a lot of the rejection. It really does. I, I I was telling the story about a date that I went on and um even before the date the girl was already being kind of rude like like oh I didn't I don't like the way that you have girlfriends and this like just friends you know that are girls I used yeah. to I used to live with a girl who was my friend it was you know she was my yeah. roommate literally and she was like making an issue out of us like we haven't even got a date like you're <laughs> you know and she, we, I ended up being nearby and and she was like, oh, I'm around. I was like, oh, let's meet up. But I already was like, I don't care. And I always tell people that in that date, I showed up so authentically, like, because I didn't care. You know, I wasn't trying to please her. I was like, I'm just, yeah. I don't care. I'm going to say things and I'm just going to have fun. Like, I really don't think this is going to go anywhere. It didn't go anywhere, but I just had a good night and that was it. Yeah. yeah. You know, but I was like, that's how I need to be showing up to dates. Right. Like, yeah. just be authentic. And like, obviously, you don't want to be like vulgar or anything, but like, just, you know, hey, I'm, this is me. 
Yeah. You know, because then a month later, you're like, oh, man, I told I did tell her I loved hiking and I hate hiking, you know, or something <laughs> like that. You know, everybody always goes into that world, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Trying to look good. Trying to look good. Y al ultima hora, híjole, ya. Yeah, they're There's like, oh, I don't like doing that stuff. They're like, well, you used to do it all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yes. I. There's there's one thing that I did want to ask you, and I don't know if, if it's something you're familiar with. Um, I I was watching this this podcast, and I forget the it's like a research psychologist, and he researches genders, and they brought up a topic about birth control. Okay. And about because it, it it when you said women around thirty five losing desire, um, but the, isn't isn't there research on like usually women around thirty five they're drive goes up no like they get that like sexual peak no yeah the women generally the research in the past the general women's sexual peak is actually more like even in the 40s or even 50s 40s like 40s yeah. and some into even 50s and part of the reason the sexual peak opens up is because they're more comfortable around the topic they're more they allow themselves to be more connected to their body they've experienced their body so they don't have as many taboos around it. So therefore that is. But what I'm seeing is more like what's in a relationship. Yeah. It's you get so involved and connected to the task and to every day's work. You forgot, you disconnect from being sensual. You just disconnect from that sensual part of you. And um, in, in the thing about it, it's like at the beginning of a relationship, it, it's all about like eliciting a lot of chemicals in our body. Everything feels good. Like everything is new. Everything is erotic. It's all the excitement of everything. Yeah, the romantic love, right? There. Yeah. All of that at the beginning. And, and then life sets in. So it's, that, it's no, it's no longer happening on its own. Now you got to create it. Now you're going to create, now you need to create a life of eroticism. You can't, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, happen on its own because, you know, like desensitize, you know, they, you know, you see somebody like you have a partner it could be really good looking, but after five years of looking at the same partner mm -hmm. who's really good looking, yeah, you know, it's, it, yeah, you know, your partner is really good looking, but you know, luego te atrae la chinita, luego te la morenita, luego te atrae, and it's like, yeah, pero tienes una güera aquí, ojos azules yeah, preciosas. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pero es que me está trayendo aquella, me está trayendo aquella. So it's that type of thing. Well, the so, physical, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you got to bring it alive. You got to bring it. Now it, it really takes work. And that's what people don't know, that it takes some work there. Yeah, and I think in the as you get older, you kind of figure out that that physical does fade. You know what I mean? And it's like, you can get the best looking person in the world, right? But eventually it's like, you're going to have to be able to connect. You're going to have to be, you know what I mean? You can't. Yeah, totally. You know, the nice butt's not going to hold up forever. You know, <laughs> it's like, it, it is what it is on both ends, right? Yours or hers or his or whatever it is, right? And so it just seems like, I mean, even like biologically, right? Like some women can't even climax till they're like 28 or 30, right? Like they never even know what that's like, right? Totally true. You yep. know, and so uh, a lot of men take that personally. Oh, I can't, you know, it's like, it is what it is kind of, you know. Yeah, I actually do a workshop called The Art of Orgasm. And in part of the training that I do there with women, it is part of it is your responsibility. Society has given men all this responsibility. They don't own a woman's body. Yeah. 
they, they don't know where the trigger they kind of whatever they see on porno <laughs> or or whatever like you know the you order pizza yeah, <laughs> yeah it, that's, that's true i've always said like you got to communicate right you got to like yeah. hey go to the left go it's like <laughs> giving directions you know you gotta like that see the thing about it some men find it offensive yeah like, I, yeah, ah, I've seen that. it's like, like oh i, I know I what know. i'm doing i know what i'm doing <laughs> you know i see it i know what i'm so then women start like, uh, donde me sacas eso? ¿Quién te dijo? ¿Con quién andabas? It's like, oh my God. So it's yeah. like the communication just starts. Well, that's another thing way. too, right? Like you're saying, like one person isn't like the other person, right? No. And you're like, I used to do this to this girl and she used to love that. And, and then one girl's like, don't do that at all. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> do not do that. So it's like, you know, it's like, no, women love that. It's like, obviously yeah. not. Like it's a specific to one person, you know? totally so you know somebody may like it in the same place but some of them likes it really soft and then the other one likes it really you know more aggressive and turned on so the guys are confused and this is what the women i'm hoping some women are hearing is like our bodies part of us knowing our own body and and feeling comfortable to communicate that and yeah. the guy needs to say hey you know what well, let me ask her yeah and another thing i've noticed is like also like what is like is this is this a sexual thing or is this just like a you know like the people that like to do stuff like you know like bdsm and stuff like that has nothing to do with sex and they try to link it to sex but it isn't because they don't even have sex it's like a control thing right where like it, i mean i know that like it's, it's very common for like a lot of very powerful people to do that because they they they're so used to being powerful that they want to be submissive uh, yes, yes. And it, it's really, really true. I actually just visited a dungeon not long ago with a, a whole bunch of ex. Yes, mm -hmm. with a whole bunch of experts, by the way. Yeah. And, and that's where the BDSM world kind of takes place. And yeah. you know, sometimes they have them in their private places. But what's really, really cool about it, Ed, is that there's a lot of people like women that have been abused when they become the submissive. And that's one place where they actually let go of their control like they and and they're able to connect to their body because if not they connect they cannot connect to their body and like you said too there's some individuals are in high power and one place to let go of the power is to become a submissive yeah and yeah and and many times it doesn't even end in sex or orgasms and, and that's kind of why I'm, I'm saying like it's more of just yeah. uh the feeling it's not so much yeah. the sexual they've part of it. They've actually done research. You go in like a trance. It's in order to deal with the pain, you actually go into a trance, like you're in a hypnotic trance when you're in those roles. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. So they it's like a bit of a coping work. mechanism or? Well, it's the way once you like the game between the submissive and the dominant, the dominant is really is the one that creates the space if he or she is is doing that and knows what they're doing to provide this the the submissive the joy the joy of the experience of what it is that they're dealing with that they yeah. what they want to because the submissive sometimes goes in there and says yeah you know what i don't want to receive too much pain um i don't want um i don't want a flogger i want a paddle you know they go in there with this different types of toys that exist there because they they're still feeling some of the bruising or some experience in the past, you know, so they said, I want this. 
So the submissive sets some of these rules. And this is what a lot of people don't know. And the dominant then plays that. And then the dominant says, hey, you know, I'm really wanting to use this particular, like I was using the, I want to use the whip. Can I use the whip? And the submissive may say, you know, I can't do that today. So at the end of the and, day, the submissive still has the power is what you're saying. Yes, yeah. they do. Is if, if you really are know what they're doing, you, people really have to be trained in this area. This is like people are going to, and I'm telling you because I'm seeing this also yeah. show up with me. You know, I've got the woman crying. It's like, oh, he went into the store and he bought all these toys and he really wanted me to try some stuff. And, you know, and here he is, you know, El Bozal, you know, there's the, the, the ball that you put in the mouth. Oh, the gag? The gag, you, you know, he put the gag on me. He put the handcuffs and he tied me. So there was no way for her to communicate what was, and they didn't understand the rules. So for her, she felt totally assaulted and abused. And in his mind, like, well, this is what they like. Women like to be hit. And he had no idea what he was doing. So, you know, but um, so that's another thing. So in, in that world, you even sign contracts. Yeah. Yeah. You sign a contract like I'm the dom and you're okay for me to do so. You sign a contract so you can sue me in, in court. So yeah. this stuff. Lots of things that happen into that world. Yeah. Do you think there's any correlation to like self mutilation or anything like that, where you know those people like to or, or feel that they need to be punished for some in, in a sense? Um, self mutilation. Generally, the when people do that, they 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 describe it as I need to feel. Okay. It, it's more of like when I cut myself or when I do that or I burn myself, it's like I get connected to my body. Mm. Uh, and, and that makes me like have an experience. And there's like some really awesome research that's out there now that we are now understanding. There's so many more memories in our bodies. Like Tantra learned about it without giving that definition. Uh, and the somatic training back in the 60s was also there, but it wasn't the big, wasn't big. But now there's so much more research out there and the whole biology. So we really are understanding more. And it's really like the a lot of the memories get stored in our body, you know, and yeah. then that's where like so the cutting is like feeling that there's some sensations are there. Um, so the the uh, the. Um, the submissive, you know, and sometimes they exchange roles, by the way, dominant and submissive, sometimes they go back and forth. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And this is more, have you, I mean, I'm sure this would be kind of an, ex, the experience that happened with this person of like, you know, one person wants to do something and the other person's like, this doesn't, like, I don't, I don't see it, yeah. you know? And, and the person that wanted to do it and wanted to play was based on watching porno. Mm-hmm. Like had no education on it, had absolutely none, and went to the store, got all excited about all this stuff, and just got mental excitation mm. with no no training. Yeah. So he was not intending to harm. He had just no idea what he was doing. Yeah. None. Yeah. And so it's just, I mean, I guess there's that lack of communication there. Just like, I want to be this, right? I want to be the... I want to be that well, guy. I, I want to be that guy. You know what I mean? Instead yeah, of like I, really. I, I think I, well, I'm, one of the things maybe is 
that I hope that we have our listeners that if anybody's curious, they really get education. They truly go get themselves educated. That is something you just don't go into. You yeah. really need to understand it. You really understand it like those that like the tying. There are certain areas you don't tie. You know, need to know how to tie. You need to be able to have the, the scissors that are required to cut, not just any scissors. I mean, there's an art to this yeah. type of sexuality. So, I mean, if you, you said you went to, you went to school initially, like what, what drove you in this direction? Like, oh my God. you know, from psychology, yeah. I mean, there's so many different directions, right? You could be research psychologist, you could be trauma, you could be child psychologist, you know? Yeah. You know what? It, 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 it just showed up for me because when I was doing my training, like when I was doing my bachelor's, um, I went to Vista and I used to work there with a community. And como Latina y que hablo español, somebody said, you know, Luz Maria, we need to bring education to to the people that work in our community que son solo en español. They only speak Spanish. Yeah. And we need to bring sex education. We have nobody. And I was, I think I was 18 or 19. Oh, wow. Like that. Yeah. And I, because I graduated from high school at 16. So at 17, I was already at San Diego State. Oh, and wow. So I was like active. So anyway, I there I am, you know, working with uh, with this community and doing a sex education class. And, and I remember my first experience, you know, I, I, I had all of these um, contraceptions and I had these, you know, models there to use for people to look and to understand how things worked. And as soon as I get the condom out and I was going to tell them that how it needs to be used, all the men walked out on me. All of them. So, you know, that. Yo no voy a poner esa cosa. Well, I think it was just like, una mujer, no? Oh, that like, you were doing it? Yeah, no, well, I, yeah, I was showing on a model how you need to put it on and the importance of it as soon as you get the erection, like before, you know, you you could actually get a woman pregnant. So you don't want to wait till the last moment and yeah. da, 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 you know, to avoid uh, getting diseases. So that was thing, you know, just I was asked. And then um, a lot of family members say, hey, Luz Maria, can you talk to my niece before she gets her period? Can you talk to this? Can so it was, I didn't even look. And then somehow someone in the church in Tijuana. In the church, okay. A church, yeah. They said, hey, we know that you teach some, some sex education. Do you mind, you know? working with our uh, our community. Yeah, voy a Tijuana a dar cursos. Yeah. And Tijuana. So I wasn't doing that, but there I was I was teaching. You know, of course when you teach um, psychology, you always teach there's always a chapter or some information on sexuality. And um, and then later on I have a son who's deaf blind. Who's and my son, deaf who's and deaf and blind, okay. yeah. And he say, Mom, Mom, my, my friends, the girls and both the guys have so many questions on sex. And the only thing they know about contraception, and I don't know how to explain, would you explain to them? So it's like <laughs> every, every time I would take a direction, something else would just kind of like ask me, ask me out there. Okay. So 
I don't know if that so answered the more, question. It, it sounds like it's more. It was more of a pull than a push, right? It just kept pulling it, you in yeah. that direction. Yeah, it kept pulling me and pulling me, and then I had a, another friend whose whose husband diabetic and she said you know ah you know he wants to have intimacy and i can't have sex with him because after his diabetes he's not having an erection and he just memphala so i said well there's amazing ways to be intimate even if an erection does not exist there's ways of connecting and being beautiful and experience sexuality so you know there's that so it's just like a pool a pool a pool yeah Ever since I was young. So, what is one of the things that you think is a big misconception with, with, with something like that, like like intimacy or, or sex? Is that it's just intercourse or, or what do you... Yes, the definition. I think when when people, like in fact, even just when I say what I do, they just think sex as um, rubbing genitals. Like, oh, que cosa tan asco, tan feo. It's just like, that's it, the end of it. But there is just a whole erotic way of being, not just the sex, just being erotic about life, like the enjoyment of looking at sunsets, the enjoyment of feeling pleasure when you enjoy the eating, the pleasure of being connected to people. Yeah. So it's a redefinition of sexuality, which I love. Yeah. Have you have you seen a, a there's a show on Netflix called Sex Education? Mm, a ver, a ver. Maybe I no? have or not. You should watch I'm it because maybe... it's literally about uh, um, uh, a therapist, a sex education therapist. It's probably it's, have not. I don't remember. It's a right British now. show, and it's just interesting because it's a lot about the high school students and then um, how they're kind of dealing with it and how she's still you know she's very open. But it, it 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 shows kind of how she's also like to some degree like too open with like her kid and and his, you know his his. So I don't know if that's been an experience for you where like it's like oh like everybody knows like oh that's that's a sex lady <laughs> like you know what I mean like in your family or something. Um, I think for me being Latina, <laughs> you can imagine. Yeah, it, it's been it's been a, a journey. So. When I decided to to take on, I said, I have to be aware that this is a subject that people just judge you by. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yes, I mean, so it's obviously something that you you have to know where, like, you know, your boundaries of, like, if somebody asks you something, it's like, oh, yeah, let's, let's talk later or, like, you know. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think generally it's a hot subject and anywhere I go, when women, especially if there's like a women group, they're generally like, oh, Luz Maria, la doctora, este, la sexóloga, la, la que habla de sexo, you know, yeah. la, they, they, and then they'll pull me and, you know, they want to know some stuff. So it's, it's always fun. It's do you, do fun. you find that it's mostly, because in my experience, it's like guys will talk about it, but they won't talk about like, the way that women because women are more open to talk about it because they'll talk about you know their periods and and stuff like that and you know hey you go to the gyno and blah, blah blah i have never talked about it with another guy about hey you've been in the urologist bro like you know like <laughs> but women talk about their gynos all the time it's like oh i get this and you know what i mean and like i got this cramps or something like that you know kind of comparing off of each other Right. Like, what do you do or what did you try or, you know, but man, I feel like, yeah, I'm so good at like, it's more of like a braggadocious thing as, as opposed to like, dude, I didn't know what I was doing. Like, 
or or you know what I mean? Or I got this infection. Yeah. I don't know what to do. <laughs> right? Or it could be something. Yes. Like, oh, you, you know. Yes. You're so right on it. You're right <laughs> on it. <laughs> yeah, guys don't talk about it. And and if they do, it's they always talk about their package. Like yeah. I'm packing. You know, that type of conversation. Yeah. So and and you know, and even that conversation for a lot of men, they have a lot, they have a hard time. You know, there's this sensation if they feel that if they don't they don't pack, they don't have a uh, the penis is the ones that can they compare themselves to the one in porno some of them feel that that's maybe why women reject them so you have all these conversations yeah. that are different for men than they are for women have you seen the research on that that they say that like progressionally like our evolutionary that penises are shrinking no i have not so that the, the, that out. there's research of like the penis is shrinking and and the what we call the taint in between that and even in animals shrinking which is making it more of like a kind of um like you know there's like reptiles who can like shift yeah. i mean that was literally i think the the basis of of, of jurassic yeah. park right where they yeah. said that the, the reptile can shift uh genders in order to to kind of um like it says life found a way so there's yeah. there's it's probably probably too because we've become more uh frontal lobes you know more in the cortex area we are focusing more on creating developing yeah and and less and uh, we no longer live to we're no longer pushing so that we have survived so we procreate and have more children we're actually having less children so that's I, I like to read that i'm gonna yeah, like here on my notes and check it out what that has to do. Yeah, that there's um I forget who it, I mean there was also another um another doc I wish I, I should write these down but there's, there's, I think she wrote a she wrote a book about testosterone and and how, you know, <laughs> how a lot of women don't understand it. You know what I mean in the sense of like um and, and also in the sense of of you know these and I don't I know we want to tread lightly on the gender subject but it's about the, you know there's some women that are or girls that are uh, trying to transition and then take testosterone and they realize what it does to their body you know and kind of figure out that that's not really what they want you know and it and it's pushing them to go a, a direction that isn't safe i guess is what they're what she was writing about yeah i there's um this is a new area and this is what it is and like you said it's an it's a it's a personal, it's a political, it's a emotional yeah. uh, era that we're in when it comes about transitioning and understanding. And there's a big move to transition when you're in the adolescent stage because it's easier and you can move. And the truth about it is that we still don't know its consequences. We're yeah. just assuming and well, we don't know. And the problem is once you transition, there have been like some women that have transitioned and maybe I don't know the statistics where they've actually taken their breast out and they, yeah. you know, in the, and then later on they realize that you want to procreate and it's hard to go back. And when I say this, I said it respectfully for everyone out there. Yeah. Um, but the truth is we still do not know all of its consequences. Yeah. That's, we still need some time to figure it out yeah and one thing they also which which is already which is an existing consequence that they do show is that when you do i guess when you do modify or when you have surgery on your genitals you aren't able to feel that same pleasure to where like if you just hey i'm 
you know, I, I like women. You're like more, you know, if you're lesbian or you're gay, but you don't do anything to your genitals, you don't get a surgery. It's like, you're still going to be able to feel pleasure because you have those pleasure points and those, you know, those, um, what I mean, me probably more helpful. Like those, I'm trying to like those sensory, the, the, yeah, the nerves. The sensory nerve yeah, 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 exactly. Where it's like, you don't, maybe you don't want another woman to touch it, but you want another dude to touch it. Like whatever it is that, you know, but you're still going to be able to feel pleasure. And if you, and if you do get a surgery, you're not going to be able to feel that, you know? Well, and as actually, a child, you might never get to feel it where you never felt it before, you know? Yeah. If you do that. Well, you, there is, but there's, there's, there's not, that's not necessarily some, some surgeries are really successful where yeah. men or women, when they do shift their, their uh, genitals, they can actually feel the ejaculation uh, or the sensations and the orgasms. The question is how imp how strong and how different and and I think you know more research is going to shed more light since all of this has even if it's existed it's, I think it's now happening more often so yeah. we're going to learn a lot yeah there's a there's this comedian um, uh, his name's Neil Brennan he was uh, he he does a lot of mental health comedy and he okay. talks about the the testosterone. Um, where he's like, women, you don't understand that they're like, why do you, you know, he's like, why, why do you, why do you guys act this way? Or, you know, whatever it be. She's like, I'm in the grocery store and this guy followed me, right? A girl says like, you know, a guy followed me. And he's like, do you understand what it's like for me to be in the grocery store and for me to see a girl like you? And my brain says, follow her. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's like just testosterone. I'm like, yeah, you should follow her. You should say, you know, it, it makes it a lot, obviously funnier. And then the Funny. sense of like, of like that, how that kind of takes over. Right. And like, there's, there's, there's women that have spoken to it. They're like, wow. Like, or that transitioned, you know? And they're like, yeah, I, I, I feel different. Like it's, it's so crazy from taking the testosterone that they feel different, you know what I mean? And how things and emotions like that come up, you know? So it's, it's a very um, powerful thing, testosterone, you know? It really, it really is. And, and, in, and in fact, like with some of my, with some of my clients where men have low libido, um, one of the things that, and, and they don't, they don't want to take any testosterone. They feel that's not the way they want to go. I actually tell them to go play sports and become competitive. Like yeah. I'll go play basketball, do something that you feel you want to competitive because when you're playing sports, you know, release the cortisol, but you also release, you know, your kidneys get active and you start releasing some of this testosterone. And if you end up winning, you feel this energy that's all over and, and then then the feeling of the winning of the chase, you know, like, yeah. Oh, so like a uh, primal instinct, a primal instinct. So you get more of that going on. So it's like, go out there, do some sports and bring that on again for you. And then come in to your wife or your partner. Yeah. And so you, you said you get, do you get more women that drag their husbands in there or their boyfriends in there or, and, or what do you see? Do you, do you see that evolve too? Is like, you know, what's a, What's a common, maybe not common, maybe an uncommon thing that happened that, you know, you kind of, you maybe think some, they they came in for something and they end up figuring something else out, which you, I'm sure happens a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, all, we always set goals for the way I work is we set a goal. What is the goal that you want to move towards? And in the process, we always check goals. Are we moving in that direction or not? And, or do we want to change the goal? So that's, that's always happens with what I do. 
Um, and that's why I like being a sex and intimacy coach, because as a coach, you you have homework and and you have goals and you're like you're working always with a goal. Yeah. But things always show up and shift and change. Do people tell you that they uh, kind of to that same point of like where you said your ex-husband was like oh you're manipulating me or or this is like now it feels like i'm having to do something as opposed to just us just having sex like it feels like robotic or feels planned or yes that's that's the initial conversation and this actually is more common for women by the way because men tend are more visual so men all they do is get to look at something visual and then their body just starts to get going Women are not as visual. Mm. So so then women need, you know, they need more time. They need at least 20 to 40 minutes to get fully aroused. You gotta so preheat the oven. Thing. Yep, you yeah. gotta heat it up. <laughs> and <laughs> and the, the on and off button are not the nipples. This is what generally happens the majority of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. No, I have one here. <laughs> Oh, there's a, that one. <laughs> I, I have a friend. This is a funny story. But he said that he would say that he could make his girlfriend orgasm just by rubbing her nipples. Yes, and it's true. He would say that he had it down. And I was like, okay, I, I felt like I don't want to be there, but I kind of want to see this. Just like it just seemed like it was like a like he's just like tuning a radio, you know, just like, you know, just like, well, and there's like, I, I, just hit the right spot. Ah, there it is, you know. <laughs> see, what, what it is that I said, that's not the on and off button. Is this in order to warm up a woman and get her going, she's going to really enjoy when the man or, you know, there's a plane with a nipple. But you don't go and turn it on and off. And this is what what really is confusing for like in the intimacy world is like, I notice it turns you on. Yes, it does. But don't start there. It's like outside in. Yeah. It's the rule. Start on the outside in. And if you know that, then eventually it does and and it can get aroused. And yes, women can actually have uh, nipple orgasms. Oh. Yeah, actually, women can have orgasm in many places. They have clitoral, they have the vulva, they have anal, they have the G spot, they have the A spot, they have the O spot. They've got the the nipples. The anal, the anal one. I thought that it was more pleasurable for men because of the prostate. It is very pleasurable for men, no question about it. But women also can enjoy it. Oh, okay. So it is. It is also. It's just the way the nerve endings are connected in, you know, just on the outside on the vulva um, that allows for all of that. See, I have people can't see oh. this, but I'm going to show you this. <laughs> what do you got? I know, I know. Here come this the toys, what, guys. Yeah, here <laughs> <come> the, <laughs> oh, damn, what the, the clitoris. That's oh, the oh, that's the clitoris. I know that. This is. I know that. This is, <laughs> <laughs> of course, I know that. Come on. Uh, come on, Ed knows that. He's a. So. Oh well, that, but that's the, interesting to see. Like, if you, I mean, people can't see, but I'm trying to like. It looks like a wishbone, yeah. with a little spout a at the top. They like a wishbone, but then the top of it is like a little spout. So, which is what comes, what comes out. Usually, that's kind of yeah. like the. Right. And then the, the in between, um, 
Like there's in be I'm trying to so, like define it and so people can understand it. So it's like a wishbone with an with a with another wishbone inside of it and then it has like a spout at the top. Yeah. And it's the length of it, if you were to put it in a length, it's anywhere between three to four inches length of a of a clitoris of this woman. So as you see when when you when all of this when when it truly gets fully engorged, you have all of these networks of neurons mm. everywhere. So they expand. So it's that's one of the things of its beauty in understanding the biology of of our own body. Yeah. And if we understand the biology of our own body, you know it's touching other areas. Therefore, it just becomes like electrical. So when a woman can have an orgasm clitoris, but if she once she understands its biology, knows what to do, and and the man, it actually can trickle all the way down to where it feels like it's always down to like to the to the anus area. So, yeah. Man, women, I so, always say women are so lucky. We just get the, Duh, and that's it. Like, I, at least that's how I feel. <laughs> I feel like they can, they can go bing, pow, bing, pow. And then we just get one, you know? <laughs> well, if there's actually something called fluttering. What's that? Yeah, I know. So What's maybe that? We need to have, maybe see, now you're lighting up. You see? Session. Now you're lighting up. I like it. See, now you're, <laughs> you're getting into your world. Now you're getting, well, yeah. Well, it's like, um, it's, it, it, it's like a man. If, see, men always want to, like, ejaculate. Just, yes. just come. But if men learn to not ejaculate, kind of hold it uh, and allow that sensation to flow, it's like this fluttering effect and if they learn to connect to their body is that like just, t like yeah, tantric just, sex or yeah tantra yeah 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 so, I, so we do some of that stuff with my clients too okay so it's, it's more like the control right of like kind of walking to the edge and then stepping back yeah yeah it's it's understanding see because see the hesitation of the sex part that's where the magic happens and that hesitation is actually allowing the brain to release more oxytocin more vasopressin you got your dopamine you get all of this and that hesitation is releasing dopamine you have all that in the body and the woman can have many orgasms i mean a woman can have orgasms for like 30 minutes straight like yeah. one. And all of this oxytocin is just flushing her body and just going around and creating the connection. So a man, while that's going on, it's like getting the excitement and holding and you have these sensations in your body. And if you're so if you allow the men allow themselves to connect to their own body, they can start identifying it. And whereas they just so focus on Uno, dos, y tres, and out it goes. Yeah. Especially if they're addicted to porno, then they just go in there, the brain gets started, it goes, reward, 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 boom, and they're done. Yeah, and I guess it's to your point of, like, being visual too, right? Because it, it seems that um, I used to, in, an, in another life, I worked with uh, in, in advertising, and we used to work with with those types of sites, Right. And yeah. would they pr provide us the demographics as we're doing advertising? It's like, hey, what are the demographics? It's very, very highly skewed male. You know, like oh, yeah. the amount of women yeah. that watch it is very low. But go to a Fifty Shades of Grey movie. <sighs> that's where they're all at. Right. Because it's the, it's a the stimulating of, uh, of this or the books. Right. The story, 
the the you know the the person right of who he is and not just like oh you came so hard you know what i mean yeah and it's it's a build up it's that build up you know building things up building things up is it's where the the magic and where the connection and the eroticism really happens and and it could actually be let's say when you're with your partner like in the morning being playful and you know have fun laugh and you know, a text here and there during the day and then coming in during, you know, in the evening and continuing the game and the joy and the fun between the couple. And that's what like an erotic life, that's what an erotic couple looks like. So when it comes to, you know, um, being intimate, you know, that's that's where it, that's where it's at. It's the connection, the touching, like with the clients that I work with, I have them have where there's nothing but connection and there's actually no intercourse because as life shifts and changes there's days that you're going to be really tired yeah and one is going to want it and the other one but if you know how to connect with each other and feel the love and feel the praise you know that 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 starts satisfying the heart and satisfying the love and and that for for each other so yeah yeah, I just I think a, a huge issue and in, in general, not just in sex, but in like intimacy and relationships is is doing things with an expectation, right? Like showing yeah. up and saying, I did this for you. I should get this back. Like if you're saying if she shows up from work and she's tired and you start rubbing her feet and then it's like she's like, All right, I'm just trying to relax. Right. And it's like, no, well, usually yeah. when I rub your feet then you rub my feet and then you know like kind of like it's like no i'm tired yeah. you know and it's like oh well you i just did this for you like you know it's yeah. like yeah i i think it's so true ed right there you just said it it's the expectations i think it's i think when we live for the expectation well, that's why we're always so disappointed in life in anything in general yeah. not just the sex part in anything you know, there's this expectation. To be honest with you, I thought today we were just going to have a conversation. I was not expected that today we were recording. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, no. could, I could still not post it if you just want to, you know. No, no, no. This is perfect. No. This is, no, this is part of this is the thing. It's yeah. knowing and being with the intention and the flow and connecting and, and be okay with whatever shows up and knowing that yeah. whatever shows up is amazing. So no, I'm that's I'm, why I'm, I, I, I that's it. why I like to just bring in people like that. I, I trust me, I get so many people that come on the show, they're like, What are we gonna talk about? Like what are we like, <laughs> should I bring questions and should I I'm like, if you want, but other than that, like let's <laughs> yeah. just let's just go, you know? And and yeah. some people it's a little bit more difficult, right? To to find that flow and find those those topics for them to open up um but you know i figured you're, you're an expert in your field you can you know what i mean you can definitely you have fun with it. <laughs> yeah i mean i i love getting a you know therapist on i've had a, a few therapists on just to talk about so many different it, it's just i think again we see it as a very singular thing right it's like oh your mental health or or oh está enfermo está loco you know what I mean? It's oh, just like yeah. every and everybody has their own stuff that they're dealing with, you know, whether it be just something at work, you know, learning how to communicate with your boss. Right. Because you don't you know, he makes you do things and you're like, hey, man, I can't do all of that stuff. And but I can't I don't know how to say no. Like, you know, it's like it's like something yeah. so simple that you think. But then you really think back, of like, why does that exist? Right. So I feel like even though you're a sex, you know, you know, sex coach or um, like, you know, working with people that come to you for intimacy issues, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, 
you probably end up doing a bunch of therapy, right? Because it's not really about the sex, right? It's about like, hey, she feels you're not paying attention to her or he feels you're not paying attention to yeah. him at all. So he doesn't feel attached to you. Or I, one thing I always tell people too is like go to therapy on your own because your mate shouldn't be your therapist, right? And sometimes that's when you lose that intimacy because it's always problem solving. It's always issues, right? And it's like, yeah. you're not, it's like, oh, you lose that kind of a little bit of respect for them, right? That you're like, where's that intimacy? Where's that, you know, so you have to go to therapy on your own. And then yes, of course, go together if you need, you know, to kind of something more specific. But I always, I always encourage people to go and do their own work, right? I, I, I believe so. I believe yeah. so. It's, it's always, it's always great to discover um, like, um, you know, I shared like myself and like attaching still to my clothes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's something there, like you said, is why it's there. Right. Yeah. And I know why it's there. And it's like that little girl is like, come on, Luz Maria, talk to your little girl. Let it go. Like, no, <laughs> no she wants it. She wants it. Yeah. Maria, you don't need any of them. You want to downsize, right? Yes. I would okay, talk to her. Like, let it go but not this one not this shirt i'll just keep these yeah i mean it's a it, it it's a it's it's interesting how all that stuff you know comes to life right how those yeah. emotions come to life they do they just sometimes we don't even know and they show up so yeah it's uh life is amazing and curious and being in the life with discovery is I think the most amazing thing and being open to learn about you and it's, it's so important because you can't share with your partner what you don't know about you That's, your yeah. partner can't your partner can't heal with the issues you have with your mom and your dad you know things that happen in the past that need to be resolved um, and I'm, and you know, and it's not that always about mom and dad. Sometimes yeah. it's like just moving on. It's just said, okay, that somehow is playing out. But you know what? What are my goals? Where am I going to move? What am I going to do? Move it, move it forward. Move it forward. Yeah. Well, it's like you were talking earlier about like the the dating, right? The 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 you know online dating or whatever you want to that you you're going out on a first date with somebody, but yet there's a trigger that you're like, oh, they you know, they did this, but it's like, they don't even know you. Like, you know, that that's your trigger, right? That, that That's your yes. issue. Yep. And you're like, oh, it's because totally. he said this and he, that's so rude that he would say that or something. And you know, how would they know that? How would they know? Well, my grandma just died. And it's like, they don't know that. You know what I mean? No, no, no they don't. So those are all real valid uh, situations. Always a big thing is like that's uh, the thing I'll say that's your shit, right? That's like that's your shit. You have to deal with yeah. it. You can't expect somebody else to figure it out for you. Totally, totally. You know, totally. And you mentioned, uh, I think you mentioned you have a you have a book. Is that? Um... Oh yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Yes, I'm. <laughs> a, I just actually it's it went out today. It's called uh, Let's uh, Let's Talk Sex and Money. Okay. Uh, reinventing conversations for relationships. And it's my friend and I, my, I have a friend and she is an expert in the world of finance. Okay. So, and, and so what we did, two Latinas got together and going to share to this world what we can contribute to on sex and money. So it's called let's, uh, let's talk sex and money. 
and you know just wish the audience would really support us the the when we'll let you guys know when the book will be out yeah you guys yeah you guys can follow me on my instagram and just see the stuff out there there's called discover passion with dr loose discover passion with dr loose you can check out my instagram doctor with a dr it's yeah, all yeah. one word all one word um, discover, discover passion with dr loose And yet, so I think, go ahead, go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah, no, you're. Yeah, you're, no, no, no. So it's, and in this, with this, you know, we as Latinas, what we're offering, just a little different perspective. And, um, and it's we we consider where we come from, and that this world is a world. This 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 country is filled with immigrants. Yeah. And so when we come together, sometimes there is a woman that is still has like. A, let me just give an example on sexuality. She still has some beliefs of being really traditional about being you know private about her body and then she just meets this guy who's really open and it's like what do you do with that how do you connect it you know in that so that's part of the conversation also you have some some people that are still like in the era of the 1940s or in the hippie era or so what we did i'm a baby boomer and she's a millennial so it's what we created as a book of two different ages, two Latinas, immigrant, no, I'm, I'm actually first born generation here in the US and she's just an immigrant. So we just kind of fuse who we are, you know, with the education we have and uh, what we can contribute to our community and not just our community, anyone else that can, you know, use this information that we of course. feel that, yeah. So yeah, it's let's talk sex and money. And then I also have a nonprofit and this nonprofit is called Latinas with Purpose. And this this nonprofit is about healing through writing. So we I have women, and then I take them through a process that they're they're writing a story about something they went through and they overcome. Yeah. And so just the whole healing aspect of it, and then and then and then what's amazing of this is you become an author because then we take those stories and we put them in a book, and you become an author. And that's Latinas with Purpose. We have a, a great board of directors, um, so you know, it's just something else that I do up there. That's something locally kind of here in San Diego. Locally in San Diego, but I do it through Zoom. Okay. So I have people, you know, the healing through writing. I have people from all over other places, and the first book, Cuéntame, Tell Me Your Story, will be out soon. And we have writers from Mexico, and we have writers from Washington, you know different parts of California and also artists, Latina artists. So we pair the story with a, with an art piece of art. So it's really to raise us as a community. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's awesome. I think just having more of those resources and, and directions to go, you know, where, uh, you know, so many people feel alone in their journey, right? Like, Oh, I must be the only one, you know? Yeah. And then you start figuring out how many people are going through so many, so many of the same things. Yeah. yeah. So we already are collecting the stories for the second book, and we already have four writers. So I'm lo we're looking for more people, more women that want to write their story, um, something that they learn from something difficult, and they believe it's a contribution. And no story is small. No situation is small enough. Um, 
So you can look for us at Latinas with Purpose. And again, it's just my services. You can schedule anything. Anybody can schedule some time with me. Just go on my website and it's www.discoverpassionwithdrluce.com. Okay, is so this it's the same as your Instagram? Yeah, yeah, it's the same as my Instagram. Okay, you, yeah. you could send it over, and I'll put it in the show too, so people, you know, so you don't have to. It, it'll be in the show notes on Spotify, so you'll yeah. be on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts. So it'll okay. be in there, so you don't, you know, we'll write it out the way it should be. But it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome, like you know, kind of giving back to the community and seeing where you know maybe there was things that you know, resources that maybe you, you know, you or even I didn't have it that, you know, when we were coming up, you know, and, uh, yeah. you know, to, to think of like some of the resources when I was in school of like, it didn't seem, especially when I was like at San Diego state, I mean, there was very limited amount of Latinos, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was, see, when was I at San Diego state? Um, early eighties. Yeah. Uh, so I was like way back in the day. Oh, there's probably way less than then. Yeah, there's yeah. A, yeah, that's that's tough. I mean, I remember saying Rodriguez in a class and everybody looking over like Rodriguez and roll my R's. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's so it's right there. You know what I mean? It's down the street. I I don't I don't remember any Latina in when I was doing my masters. Oh really? I don't remember any yeah. When I was doing my bachelor's, yes, but like in my classes. Did you go straight from your bachelor's to your master's? I did. Okay. I did. I went from high school really direct to my bachelor's, and I was done at age 20. I was really young. Mm. It didn't make a difference, but I did. I just loved school. And then I got married, and then at 21, I already started my master's and finished my master's. And then that took a little longer. It took a little longer because my son was, was born deafblind, and I kind of like um, – took some time off to to make sure I was okay and my my family my my son yeah my you know all the other members so yeah I did that and and then um and then after that I went teaching and I started to teach in college so that's some of the stuff I did I taught at Southwestern yeah I was actually gonna ask about that what is that what is your experience teaching at like Southwestern and you were teaching what psychology or what were you yeah at Southwestern I taught all psychology Okay. I taught I taught the general psychology. I taught your stats and your physiology of the brain and the body. And then at South and then at Grossmont, there I actually taught um, women in uh, a women's class. I taught a psychology class, but I actually taught more like in the Chicano studies, la, the immigration to the United States, um, the family dynamics, and the Mexican American Chicano families in the U.S. So it was more in the in another part of another department, but it was taught from the perspective of a psychologist. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I had a couple of Chicano studies classes in uh, San Diego State with a yeah, they're awesome. Jacobo, you're me, Jacobo. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I was like, you might know him. I was like, he was, I know he's popular. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of. Uh, other professors that were back in the day that I'm not sure they're then because they were some of the founders when I was there, they were some of the founders. Yeah. Some it was, it was cool. I mean, it was such a cool thing for me to like experience because it was like, you know, feeling that like, Oh my God, I'm in college. It's all these white people. And then it's like, you see a professor, you're like, Oh my God. Like 
it is possible. You know what I mean? You can, yeah. you know, you could be, you could be one of these guys, you know, yeah. they're teaching yeah. this, these subjects that, you know, I never grew up knowing uh, like this history. Where would I, where was I supposed to learn this type of history mm -hmm. about, you know, Mexicans and Chicanos or, you know, only knew about Cesar Chavez. Yep, that was it. And it's real powerful because once you connect to the roots and why we are where we at, that's a big part of the growth of your one psychology. You know, I, I I believe that was really important for me to um to understand. Yeah. And so one thing we do ask everybody who's who's on the show, uh, because it is called I Feel Weird, is when was the time and I know I'm talking about kind of like college and stuff, and that was times that I did I felt weird. And I always say that because I, I feel that people go to that word when they don't really know how to explain, but it's never that, right? They never feel weird. It's like they either felt insecure or they felt, you know what I mean? They felt sad, yeah. they felt embarrassed, but they'll just, you know, they'll say, I went on this date. I don't know. I felt weird, right? It was like, well, what was it? You know, so, but I think people can always point to a time where you know maybe they felt out of place you know and they just felt uh, weird or something like that so if you got a story then you know, when you felt weird oh my god <laughs> do i have a story for you <laughs> oh okay so here i am growing in the united states but we i never participated in any any parties or anything because you know you stay in your community you stay in your church you stay with the family total so i never had heard what it was to do a potluck I've okay. never been to a potluck party because I never heard. You know, Vamos a la fiesta y, y se había una fiesta, había la comida, la persona que tenía la fiesta, whoever had the party had the, you know, yeah, the, food. the food there. Yeah. So it's, it was in San Diego State. I was doing my master's program and they said, you know, we're having a party. Luz Maria, wouldn't you join us? You know, we're having just, you know, just just bring something to eat. So my natural question as a Latina is like, how many people are going to be in this party? I says, you know, I think we're going to have maybe about 30 people or so. So I said, okay, I got to bring food for 30 people. That was my thinking. Yeah. So, and it says that we're going to have some people that they are going to be arriving. It says, so-and-so uh, professor just got a sabbatical. So his wife is going to pick him up from the plane and is going to bring him here. And I was thinking like, if they haven't seen each other in a whole semester or a whole year because it's sabbatical, why aren't they going to get together, go to bed, like have sex? <laughs> They're going to come to this potluck. <laughs> they come to the party right away. <laughs> like These are the things, you know, I'm having a conversation with myself. So, so there it is. I arrive at the party with heels and a dress. And this is on campus or? No, this is outside of campus. This is one of the professors. Um, home okay so i get there it traigo mis charolas of food you know like trays of food for 30 people because i love to cook i want to make sure that if 30 people like this or that that there was enough for any of the flavors that i like yeah. on it so i knock on the door with my trays everybody thinks i'm the caterer <laughs> everybody's in short and you're like wait i got more <laughs> i gotta go back to the car <laughs> I, and the professor's like gosh Lismaya, what you please on i got more in the car yeah to talk about feeling weird yeah the, like i don't belong here like 
I don't, I don't know. Like the way I was dressed and like, you yeah. look so pretty. Like, oh my God. Like, so you thought it was like a formal party? Like, well, you know, I'm Latina, you know, this is when I grew up, this is the way you do. And yeah, you dress and I'm up. sitting dressed up and I'm sitting down and, and they said, Luz Maria, dance, get up and dance. Ask those guys. And I'm like, I'm a girl. I don't, I don't go and ask them. They come over here and they ask me. Yeah. So every rule that I grew up with, Ed, every rule was like broken and I felt out of place. I felt weird. And yeah. I just wanted to disappear. But I didn't disappear because the rule for us as Latinos, that's very rude to leave early. Oh, so yeah. I stayed. You can't do the Irish goodbye. So yeah, you can't sneak out. That's interesting because like I'm just thinking like because did you do something wrong? No, you didn't do. You know what no. I mean? You didn't do it. But it, it just it feels weird, right? In the sense of like, oh man, like this guy just brought like a a little you know some hummus, <laughs> you know? Oh, you guys should try this dip or something, you know? And you thought they were yeah. asking you to feed the whole party. <laughs> Yeah, that was, you know, you bring enough for, for people, whatever it is. So that was an I feel weird moment. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. I, that's, a, that's a very interesting one. Because, yeah, that's a, again, it, it on the surface, you wouldn't think it's weird. It's like, oh, I just showed up with extra food, you know. But it feels yeah. weird because you're like, wait, like, you know, there's just like a little. Or like you show up to a party, like you said. Right. And they're like, oh, well, we have a, a bartender or it's catered. Right. And you're like, oh, I brought yeah. I brought some tamales. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> oh, no, it's catered. You know, and you're like, oh, well, you know, oh, like it's like, a, but you, you're used to you're not used to the potluck, but you are. I'm sure you're used to like the contribution. Right. When like the community, like a posada or something like that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah it is. But, you know, this it was it's just like. Mind you, I did not socialize. I was that was part of the rules. I mean, even even if um, things have changed, this is we're talking about early eighties, late seventies when when I grew up in college. Yeah. Um, I graduated from San Diego High. It's nineteen seventy eight. Okay, so it was a long, long time ago. So things were really different back in the day, and we were not, we kind of stayed in our community. We didn't mingle with other communities. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so, yeah, we did have posadas and stuff like that, but it was called a posada, and you were generally, like, uh, you know, given, like, tú te traes el arroz, tú te traes los frijoles, and you know el arroz was for so many number of people, so it was, you know, yeah. unless it was a church gathering, then it was different, but yeah wow that's, <laughs> that's funny <laughs> yeah that was weird i felt weird <laughs> <laughs> and also like you mentioned the the dynamic between the male and female of like yeah. you know everything about everything the whole conversation and then and then it was and then uh, remember the professor knew that i loved to dance and he said hey luz maria these are the come on, come on, you know, get up, get up, get up. And I'm like, oh my God, everybody's in shorts. I don't want to stand up. So come and dance. And he had me dance with a couple that just arrived, that had arrived from the professor from Sabbatical. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like, like, why would I want to be in between their mood? You know, it's just like everything about it was weird. <laughs> yeah. And you're in a new environment too. Everything. Right? With yeah. the 
professors, like hanging out with professors. You're like, what? Yeah. I've no, no, I think I have been to one, one professor's house, I think. And he was like my mentor though. So he was like, Hey, you know, come to my kid's party or something like that. You know? And I felt a little like I had to, you know, I had to sit there and behave. Hey, you want a beer? I'm like, Oh, I'll take one. You know, like, <laughs> like I'm kind of like, you know, I feel like oh, yeah. the odd man out, you know? Yeah. That's totally it. Yeah. So, I mean, at, at this point, we're an hour and 15 in and you didn't think we were going to have a conversation. So that <laughs> no, no, no. I thought we were going to talk about my, um, the one that ma manages my social media. She says, you'll be getting there together. And, you guys are just going to talk about what the topics will be. I said, okay, that's fine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Here we are. We went all the way in. I know that you mentioned you had some things you wanted to cover, but I don't know. If we, did we cover them? I know you, we covered uh, your book. and then I, Yeah, I wanted to share about my book. Um, you know, just have the community support us when we get the book is out. And it's, you know, it's a lot of love, you know, that went in there for, for everyone. Just lots of love. And. Um, and also, you know, that when our book went, they may tell me your story and for people to join. And um, and I also want to share with the community, you know, there's there are those of us that are in there to support you as a sex and intimacy coach. I also write for um, an international uh, recognized magazine, Latinas Con Poder. My articles are in Spanish with them. I do a, a monthly one. Yeah. This this last month, this month of June, it was Cochino Cochina. Eh, enseñándoles a los uh, ha, cómo hablar con tus hijos sobre sexo. You know, how, you know, cochino, cochina, how do you talk to children about sexuality? Yeah, that's and interesting because a lot I of people won't talk about it. You know, no, like it doesn't no, exist. Uh, so I, I do that. So that's what I did with the with the magazine. I tend to put titles that we can really relate to. It's like when we, you know, the sex topic is really like cochino, cochina. I'm like, no. Yeah. So yeah, I'm out. I'm out there in the community, you know, going out there, loving everyone, and bringing in information. And yeah, yeah, it's good to have those resources out there. We definitely need need more, more uh, Latinas and Latinos. That's why. That's why I'm going. That's why I'm getting in yeah. there. I gotta get. You know, I gotta put my money where my mouth is. I gotta start. You know what I mean? <laughs> get licensed and then you know provide. You know, again because you see. A lot of the times the males don't want to go, right? Because it's like, oh, that's all. Like you're saying, you you say so yourself. You see more females than you see males. You yeah, know? and I, yeah, and actually, one of the things is like I'm looking for a male that's in the world who is Latino, or maybe not, maybe not, but who's in the world of sex and intimacy, and you know, is it wants to connect with some of the modalities that I'm into, because. Um, I'm doing a retreat, but I'm doing these retreats for women and they're asking me to do couples. And I oh. feel like some of the, some of the ideas that I want to do is like, I want to work for a while with women and then the other partner can work with a man. And, Cause there's a, there's a space there for understanding like men to a man, like you said, you know, like we don't talk about the subject. Yeah. So, and also so, yeah, for men yeah. to just to, to talk about it, but then they're talking about it to a female that they'll like, feel like, ah, oh, well, She's gonna be. He, she's gonna take her side, you know, or something. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. she doesn't get it. Yeah. Don't get it. Yeah. I mean, I get that a lot of people tell me that they went to see a therapist and there was like an old white lady and it was like she doesn't get it and then they're like, no, she really didn't get it. Like, like you said, 
things like that, like culturally, that she was just like, why is that a problem? And it's like, it's a problem because, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like there's that extra layer that they have to get through to be able to get that, you know. So, I mean, again, I mean, if there's anything else that you want to cover, I think, you know, we. I, I think we covered wonderful, Ed. I just really appreciate who you are and what you're doing for the community. I appreciate it. Thank you. And and I really do. And um, and I know that it, it takes something, but we really want to, we love our community or else we don't do what we do. No, yeah, of course. I, I do. I also do a, a nonprofit, which is just on my own. I And I, I during the holidays, I raise money to, to buy food for people families in national city um because there's all these like big charities for you know they raise money for haiti and they're like dude there's people in national city where i grew up (laughs) you know two blocks away that are starving you know yeah yeah i heard that podcast you got 900 dollars for some of these families that was amazing yeah no it's 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 awesome i mean it's it's kind of it's allowed me to just go and again give without you know and i even one year i had to like sit back and be like am i doing this because i want to be like you know the codependency of like i helped you but no like i try to like help and take a step back hey here's yeah here's your help and you know that's you know you can do what you want with it you know um and again just being a being a resource like you said and and i think the best help you can give is like you said you lead a horse to water but you're you know you're teaching you're not leading the horse to water it's more like the you're teaching them to fish right like teaching them to communicate with each other um, because we don't get a lot of that within the community, you know. Um, don't. So giving so these good. women a voice is great, you know. And, and to be yes, and and um, and I, my work also is giving a man's voice. The masculine. There's so many things that are shifting for the male. Yeah. That they are not feeling being heard, and is how does mm. this play out? That's is, true. Is, so it's it's how do you create a relationship because in in a way where the masculine energy really has a stand with the feminine energy so it's like how do you make it work yeah yet yet i can still feel like i'm the man and the woman still feels like she's the feminine source and so how how, how you know how does it work now yeah like where does it how, how do you flow how do you do it when she's making more money or she's got more of this and how do you make yourself feel like hey i'm I'm the partner here you know like so i do a lot of work with that with men and i and i validate and i talk about that in with my with my work yeah that's interesting like because men even though they speak up is not mean they don't necessarily have a voice they're just you know yelling or getting angry but they're not really talking about what they want to talk about yeah you know yeah i i do take that on and i do acknowledge and i work that so giving you know and you know part of it i got boys I have two boys. Yeah. I got a daughter and two boys. So, you know, there's a reason behind it too. You know, I want my boys to be able to speak up in their relationships. I want them to have a voice and I want their masculine energy to be present and to be supportive and protective. Yeah. 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 I always I always hate the like the whole I've seen like little girls who are like they'll hit a boy and they're like, You can't hit me back. I was like, Well, that's not fair either. Like that's no. like, you, you, you shouldn't be teaching little girls that like I'm a girl, you can't hit me. That doesn't mean you can hit me though. <laughs> like, no. you know. Like the you know the little kids, yeah. I'm like, mm. yeah, no. So I'm gonna stand for my community, all men and women. So yeah, awesome, awesome. Again, thank thank you for coming on. Uh, you know, we appreciate you. Again, we'll 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 put the right information on there for, for you know, so that way people can reach you. Um, it's Discover Passion with Doctor Luce, 
That's Dr. Doctor Luce. Um, and they can find it. That's the same. Your website is that right? And that's yeah. your your Instagram. Yep. Awesome. Well, so you I, can always DM me. <laughs> yeah, get a DM, shoot her an email. There's a website yeah. on here. There's a bunch of good content that you have, kind of, you know, especially you have a lot of content in Spanish too. So, yes. if anybody's parents as well, right? Yeah. Because yep. I, I have trouble finding, like, when, when older, like, Mexican, they'll ask for therapists and they, they don't even know where to go, you know? Yeah. Like, when, and somebody who would, again, understand them and speak Spanish and the whole thing, you know? It's a. Yeah for them to have somebody to relate to. So, you know, definitely be a resource. It would definitely be in touch. I definitely appreciate you coming on um, and, you know, being willing, being willing to talk about this stuff. You are welcome, Ed. Thank you. Thank you.